You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Just uh, apologize, heard some horrible language that uh, doesn't belong anywhere on our broadcasts as far right. as I'm concerned. That's right. <laughs> Meanwhile, Lamar Odom says the Suns gorilla is racist, but they've got that thing up there in Denver. Dinger. So you can't even scream his name without the Marlins broadcast team wanting to quit their jobs. And again, what's great about that... The guy could care less about the hit that was just made. <laughs> it wasn't it. That's the ball it? popping the glove. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like I'm like, did he? No, there was no single. There was nothing there. Just a ball <laughs> okay. popping a glove. And that that, that that field mic picked up a lot of noise. Out there. <laughs> Lamar Odom says there's no gorillas in Arizona. That makes the gorilla racist. They're attacking black people with the Phoenix Suns gorilla. And we've been getting away with it for half a century. Meanwhile. Dinger! <laughs> Couldn't sound worse on the air. Anyway, what are you going to do? Uh, people are saying, John, come on. This arena's going up, and you know it's going to happen, too. The Saldaticcio Italian Ice Center is going to be unbelievable. I didn't even think about it. We're going to get sponsored by Italian thing. Ice. That's beautiful. Beautiful thing. Italian Ice. Oh. Yeah, it's uh, pretty impressive. And some guy says, I live a few minutes from that Palo Verde plant. He goes, there's a lot of alarms that go off there. And he goes, and I can hear him in my bedroom. And it's horrifying. I can't imagine living within an eye shot of that thing. I can't stand looking at it. I watched the uh, first episode of the, I think it was the Three Mile Island. Oh, yeah. Where those you people, you know, across the river hear that, like, eh, yeah, what it's another do? day at work. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> sweeps over and your kid has toes for ears. I, w- I was too young to watch this movie when I saw it. My parents loved it. And took us as kids to go see a movie called The China Syndrome. Yeah. It was right around the Three Mile Island time. I was probably six. And it's about a nuclear facility melting down. And Jack Lemmon, Jane Fonda, Michael Douglas, great cast. And it's just all about this thing just collapsing around. And, you know, and I'm whispering to my dad, what's going on? He goes, that's ah, nuclear center. It's going on up here. We were in Pennsylvania when it was going. We were pretty close to Three Mile Island. It wasn't that far away. It melts down and it'll kill everybody in like a... Four million miles. I'm like, ah, do we have any one of those by us? Oh, yeah, there's one right down the road, and it's melting down. Shut up. I want to watch a movie. Jane Fonda looks great. <laughs> it was crazy. So I think I saw that too early. So when I drive by Palo Verde, I get that Jack Lemon sweating in there. Oh, what's going on, everybody? <laughs> He's just losing it, sweating, dying. It's his fault. Thousands are going to die. The place is collapsing. Don't watch the China Syndrome if you live by Palo Verde, that's for sure. That is for sure. No question. I'm also fascinated with the meltdown of Twitter. Brady and I were talking about this uh, before the show. And uh, Elon Musk is like, he's, he's this odd pioneer for free speech because he's allowing people to be wrong, which I love. 
I love the idea that freedom of speech protects the people who are idiots. That's the point of it. And that's what Twitter was originally designed Ex- for. Well, that's what all the internet was supposed to be, yeah. voices. Uh, there are a ton of people who say really dumb things. That's been going on for ages. That's who we protect with freedom of speech. If it was all majority monothought, we wouldn't have a need for freedom of speech. And that's the dangerous road we're going down is if you step out of line from the, the Twitter world's uh, morality road or what they they deem as a necessary thing to say you can get you know kicked out of your job you can you know get ostracized from society if you just have a viewpoint that may be wrong but you are allowed to have completely and yeah there's repercussions for what you say if you say something absolutely stupid like Kanye's handling his thing so poorly but he can't like can't catch him because he's got no one to answer to right now. Adidas dumped him and all that. He's lost billions of dollars, but he doesn't seem to care. And that's the type of person this is. But Elon Musk is going on and on. And now there's and the, the the news that has been so bad at handling COVID with misinformation is now saying, oof, Twitter's no longer enforcing the COVID-19 misinformation policy, which for a while there, Twitter was the gatekeeper on what you got and what you didn't get as far as information. And they would punish people for putting up wrong stuff. Well, if that's the case, everybody who went on TV and said, this will work, this will work, that will and they were wrong. Remember when it was on countertops? And we were oh, yeah. cleaning everything. Door and could, handles. You could jump and... off a pizza box or the UPS guy could give it. They were wrong. But nobody, everybody gives the benefit of the doubt going, well, we didn't know. But for some reason with Twitter, they're like, no, we can't have anybody say anything that turns out to be what we're against. Whoever the we are. I don't know who that, that group is. But I love that Twitter is allowing this. I, I'm, I'm, again, I think Kyrie Irving is an idiot. I think he's a complete idiot. He has a right to be an idiot. It's not against the law. And it isn't something he should be socially, you know, banished from the kingdom for thinking the world is flat or watching a movie that we all think is abhorrent and has bad messages in it. Amazon sells it. That's part of freedom of speech is your right to watch and, and enjoy something that's awful. And I have a right to say that's awful. And then we move out of business. I like the idea of people going and saying something. We were, I was wildly wrong about COVID in the beginning. We all were. But, you know, nobody's, you're spreading misinformation. No, I wasn't. I was spreading the information that I was getting. It was being spread. And then, oh, it's dangerous. It wasn't. We all scramble for information when the unknown confronts us. I like that. I kind of like that Elon Musk, like, let him go. This is what it was designed to be. You guys have it's personal responsibility. I don't want a gatekeeper saying what's right and wrong on some platform on the internet. You can't. You can't threaten people's lives. You can't cause a panic, and you can't, uh, you know, fire in a crowded theater. Those are the ones. You say something stupid, racist. There's a chance people are going to attack you on it. That was the design of Twitter. If you're known, right? Well, where all those people on tri- Twitter that were saying stuff like that had been going on, right? When there's money attached, yes. When you can attack somebody and destroy them financially, that's the one. When enough, because the mob's bigger. They yeah. all know, like you've got more where followers. where did Kyrie Irving get that idea on the movie or just post that doesn't up? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yep. A friend of him said, so you got to watch this. I think it's the best movie I've ever seen. From Hebrews to Negroes or whatever it is. Hebrews to Negroes. I don't know what it is. I don't got to watch it. It's three and a half hours long. I don't want to watch it if it's three hours long and it's about me. Three-hour movies are hard to watch, and it's got a whole bunch of anti-Semitic this and anti-Semitic that. You have a right to do that. 
It's, and that's what freedom of speech protects. So I kind of like this Twitter thing. But I don't like that the news is like, oh, now there's no more gatekeeper on misinformation. What about you? News? What about Arizona's family putting that story out? Like, you guys have been wrong a million times. Should you be held accountable for every time you're wrong to the point of losing your job? Or, I mean, newspapers have to be accurate. How about do some reporting? How about, how about the old journalists that actually knew their story was factual before they said anything? Part of the problem is you get these these morons that that's how they get their news is on Twitter right. and everything else and right. then they're misinformed instead of doing their own research yeah. and looking up stuff exactly. on their own informing their own opinions right they're just just fed whatever whatever they know. absorb what right. they like yep but that's okay too because they're morons right exactly we, we got a world full of those and that's what people are really worried about nobody's saying is we got too many morons we can't saturate the earth with information they don't know what to do with it. We're overloading morons. There's a reason why they put it out at a sixth grade Ab- level. Yeah, the, back the, in the newspapers day. are written at a sixth grade level because they know we're all morons. The churches of all the churches of the world were right. Keep the population stupid. They're dangerous with too much of it. We're not. We're dangerous when but we father- start to tell each other stuff and the telephone game starts. Apple is no longer going to advertise on Twitter. And that's where you're like, oh, this is a hostage negotiation. We won't give you any more money, Twitter, if you don't fall in line with what we think. And that's where freedom of speech dies. That's the danger of that. And that's where you got to protect people. You got look. And, it sounds and on horrible. Apple side too is if they are on that, then they catch it. Like, how dare you support this company? Right. From a bunch of the well, then it turns their into, users. Then they're worried about that. Then it's just all mean girls. Well, yeah. you said, and then she said. Bottom line is, and this is an awful thing to think, but it's a fact, the Klan has to be protected. Racists have to be protected to be allowed to say what they want to say, wherever they want. Then it's up to the people around them to deal with it, their job, their whatever. Not some mob of people who don't know them. And that's the danger. The Klan has a right to their horrible views. That's, that's part of it. Disagreement is part of freedom of speech. If everybody's thinking the same thing or going along the same lines, yeah, that's North Korea. That, I mean, that sounds extreme, but it's a fact. But this Twitter thing is really kind of interesting because it's kind of happening. Like with us sitting back going, well, if Twitter can't have misinformation, why can my news channel? Why can CNN? Why can Fox? Why are they allowed? What, what's, the, what's the mainline view that we all have to fall into before we can tweet something that may be wrong? I like it for the jokes. That's it. The memes and the funny. And I think that's majority of it Twitter. Is. It is. And then there's the lunatics who say something and then react crazy. And then, and then TMZ says, you should be mad at this. And if you're not, you're racist too. Like if you're not mad at Kyrie Irving, you hate Jewish people. And that's not true. I'm not mad at him. He's a basketball player. You think I think most of those guys are smart? I don't. I'm an individual who understands that most athletes, kind of stupid, detached from society, may have some views I can't stand. I owe that to Dave Kingman when I was eight years old, when he flipped me off and I asked him for an autograph. He was my idol. I'm like, wait a minute. These guys don't want to be my friend, too? (laughs) What happened? Because I was a loud, obnoxious seven-year-old boy screaming his name over and over, and he got tired of it, and he threw his finger at me. And I started weeping openly. Then Bruce Suter signed my pennant. And I was upset about that because I wanted Dave Kingman's autograph. I got the much better autograph. Yeah, I'd rather have Suter myself. Of course you did. But I was seven. Seven Seven-year-olds are dumb. But that's when I learned, like, oh, all athletes, they can be dicks. And I probably wouldn't get along with a good majority of them. They live in a different world than I do. 
Now they're going to yeah. be asked to sign their big noggins. <laughs> those those hats those. are pretty awesome. Those guys are here. To, those are pretty great. Yeah, I just don't understand the uh, the rush to say, no, if we all don't think the exact same thing, we're wrong, and you're on that team. I, like, Look, Brett can hate Kyrie Irving, and I can say I don't think he did anything wrong. I think he's an idiot, but he didn't do anything wrong except for express a view that isn't popular. You can hate him all day. That's your right, too. And if the Nets want to fire him and the NBA want to get rid of him, that's fine, too. Holmberg's morning sickness. Disgusting. They smell. They're sticky. They say things that are horrible. Holmberg's morning sickness. But it doesn't make me a racist to say I don't think he did anything wrong. And that's where we've I don't lost it. either. Yeah, uh, what's that? I don't actually either. No, I, mean, I, I, I honestly don't. I think he's an idiot. I think he's an idiot who said something really stupid. I see that every single day in my life. If we held everybody and accountable I look at for it, being I'm idiots, it happens exactly, in this room every saying. day. Every day yeah, an every idiot day. says something. Yeah. Exactly. Idiots say something stupid every single day. If you laugh at it, it doesn't make you compliant. But that's what we've gotten into this mamby-pamby world of like, if you don't say something about somebody who said something you disagree with, you're the problem. No, you're not. Go about your business. Ignore idiots. Oh, God, that guy's an idiot. When I say something you disagree with, roll your eyes and go, idiot. That's all it is. Now, if I say something so bad that people are like, I'm not sure I ever want to listen to him again. And my bosses are like, people don't like you anymore. That's their right. And then I've idioted my way out of a job. Yeah. But it's not our job as society to cast out other members of society for being stupid. Because if we did that, we'd be busy. All day long, casting oh, yeah. people out. There would be an ocean full of dummies. And guess what? You think you're in the right team? You're a dummy, too. We'd all be in the ocean going, what happened? How did they put all of us in here? Well, we're all stupid. We've all done something stupid. So, You find your idiot group you want to hang out with. I'm just like, right. we're all idiots. Let's just get along. Right. You find, yeah, And that's what it's, it's – this whole internet thing is supposed to bring us all closer has divided us up into our own little idiot packs of smaller packs. I don't want to hang out with the majority of people. Twitter taught me that a long time ago. And by the way, when did we ever live in a world where all the information was correct? We act like we've drifted away from this perfect utopia of info. We were never misled before. I don't know what happened. We've always History had, changes daily. Oh, my God. Every day they go back and go, oh, we were way off on that one. All the research they used to do in medicine for like polio and cancer and the horrible tests that turned out to not work at all. Nobody was healthy. We were like, yeah, we're trying to figure it out. Man, we were way off on that one. We were wrong. Uh, the thalidomide baby situation was, I mean, I go back to the one horrifying. that's just mind-boggling of uh, if we are testing our defense systems right now, the way we did during World War II, we went through 15,000, yeah. well, excuse me, fifteen to 25,000, give or take, yeah. 10 pilots. Yep. That lost their lives testing the bee. Trying to figure out how this plane works. Okay, we'll get another guy out there. We've lost over 10,000 pilots trying to figure out this plane. Yep, well, hopefully 10,001 is the one that works. Uh, Agent Orange and all. I mean, there's been horrible things. We're like, maybe this will work. Well, it's because because these things are so fast now. We can get whatever we want, whenever we want. Too much. Yeah. We're computers and we're overloading and we don't know what to do with it. But I like that Elon Musk is like, screw it. Let the masses loose. Say what you want. That's what freedom of speech is. Say what you want. Take your chances. But it shouldn't be that you said something that uh, the, the majority of people disagree with, and that gets you ostracized forever. Because it shouldn't be the case. That should be the voice we listen to the most. It's like, listen to that guy. They have a right to say dumb things. That's, that's freedom of speech. Your right to say what everybody thinks, that's monothought. 
You're right to say, I, dis- I disagree with not only you, but the government and everything else. And you could be wrong is what people died for. That's why we had soldiers dying for your right to be an idiot. That's truly what our country's yeah. based on. If everybody thought the same thing, we wouldn't need freedom of speech. What about the whole Alex Jones thing, though? See, and that's a slippery slope. Right. Did he cause, did he, he pushed it. Yeah. I think initially you can go back and say Alex Jones didn't do anything the people who acted on it did. But he kept pushing and pushing and pushing and telling people, go harass these people. They're not real. And you are sort of getting to where you're inciting a little bit of a, an attack on individuals. He was naming names. So you go back and look at that and you're like, Alex Jones is a trillion dollars for that. I don't know if that's a reasonable yeah. thing. But, I mean, definitely shouldn't be able to say, well, Brady Bogan did this and I think you guys should get him. Dave Pratt did it to me. Well, your, your point, too, of the uh, you know stations or uh, publications saying stuff, all they had to do was say, I'm sorry. We, yeah. Tiny one in a page that nobody reads. He has to pay one yeah. trillion. He has to pay a trillion dollars. But it's because I mean, he, he went a lot. A, he was warned a billion times, and he was putting people's lives at risk. I'm not all for the way it was handled, but you start looking into it like, man, Alex Jones is really – he was trying to get in trouble. In and it just – you know – I know it's entertainment, but it just got to the point of like, why why right. that yeah. level? You're a nut. It's like what Kanye's doing. But I mean, when we first started here, I didn't have as big a beef with Dave Pratt. I hate the guy. And the reason why is because when we first started here, he sent out an email to a bunch of listeners that said, by any means possible, stop this show from getting in the building. And a guy sent it to me and said, I don't know you, don't know if the show's going to be any good or not, but this is really irresponsible in the wrong hands. Because he was worried we were going to do exactly what we did, which was outlast him, outdo him, outmoney him, outrate him, everything, and beat him to where he's an oblivious mess and never on the air again. He sent out an email that basically said, this is something you should do. I don't know who these guys yeah. are, but they're going to destroy what we built. This is your radio station. And there's some lunatics that – and luckily no one was like driven by that because he wasn't that big a deal. But, I mean, that's dangerous. And I remember Absolutely. reading that going, this prick – wouldn't have minded if like a couple of dudes like ran into me on the way into the miserable Guadalupe, which, by the way, I wouldn't have not expected the way things were going in Guadalupe. <laughs> it was like a crash up derby in that place. You never knew who was going to come out of nowhere and just mash into you. Uneasy yeah, th- coming into work. Yeah. And that <laughs> is different than freedom of speech. That's a let's get them. That's a plan to attack. There's a difference. And, and the common brain knows it. You know? It's the stupidest stuff in the world. I, and, and just be smart. If you're in blackface at an ASU party, don't post it. No pictures. I think Silk Sonic has the great line in it. Uh, it's going to get weird tonight, so no pictures. There's a line in there, song yeah. 777. Like we got big booty hose back in the penthouse, bar full of liquor, cash full of strippers. It's going to get weird tonight, so no pictures. That's a great, Words that's, of wisdom. That's a great motto to live by. It's going to get weird tonight, everybody. Put your phones down. Should be the rule at Halloween parties. Should be the rule in life. (laughs) Is it going to get weird? Should we have photos? Yeah, we're not doing this. No pictures. That should be a sign in businesses. No pictures. You get kicked out. We don't want you doing it because you can catch our, you can catch our, uh, you know, a guy behind the counter mouthing out a slur like dinger, and then next thing you know, the whole place is up for because they misunderstood it. No pictures. I've only heard of that one restaurant that was a couple of months ago that said, uh, you, you're coming in here to dine, phones, no phones go in the bag. Good. 
That's beautiful. That used to be the way uh, at uh, Durant's, too. They wouldn't let you use your phone yeah. inside. Not, they do now. I don't I care now because yeah. there's a bunch of steakhouses yeah. kicking their ass. But, yeah, the yeah, going to get It's a tough weird. one to do. I mean, it's a risk. What? Take, oh, as a business? Yeah. yeah. No pictures. We're done. We'll take your pictures. But you can't have your phone out doing selfies every five seconds because you do a video of our waiter and he says something you don't like. And next thing you know, the whole business is up in flames. It's crazy. But that Twitter thing is very interesting. And it is kind of a watershed moment for how speech will work in the future. Twitter's only like 10 years old. Maybe a little older than that, but not much. First time I ever heard of it was when Sully landed on the Hudson. And CNN's like, we're getting a, a bunch of footage of the plane actually hitting the water from this thing called Twitter. People who are using it on there. I'm like, wow, that's going to change everything. I didn't realize it was going to change it for this mess. But it was going to be, you know, sideline reporting was going to be everywhere. I thought people would be, there I was making the mistake thinking people would be responsible with it. Nobody is. You have a right to say dumb stuff. You absolutely have that right. Be careful how dumb you are out loud, but you have a right to say it. And you're not a racist to say, I don't think that guy said anything that bad. doesn't make you bad. I mean, there's an argument to be made for the people who, you know, the girl that, that sang the N-word on stage with Drake. Or whoever it was. To get canceled. Yeah. Yeah, what's she getting canceled for? Yeah. There's, that's that moment. It's like she didn't do anything wrong. The Bachelorette, who was a few years ago at that, I don't know, that Southern Bell party. Oh, that yeah. They, that thing that that called, it's a, yeah. I don't know what they call them, but down in Mississippi. Pretty common thing in Mississippi at the time. She didn't know. She was 17. She wanted to get laid and have drinks. That's where they were. You got to dress up a certain way to do it. She went to these parties. They're antebellum party. That's where it is. I mean, that's the name you should look up. But I wouldn't have – look, when I was 18, if somebody says we're having an antebellum party dressed like Clark Gable from Gone with the Wind, I'd have shown up. Like, okay, that's get a, laid. All, that's all, the, all, the, all the chicks from a sororities are going to – I'm showing up. I'm going to draw the little pencil mustache Ooh. on. Um, I'll show up. I'll dress like Colonel Sanders for Christ's sake. I'm showing up. I'm a plantation owner. I, if, if that's what that is, I didn't think this was bad. Go ahead. It, Frankly, I don't give yeah. a damn. Right. <laughs> exactly. I'd quote it. I'd wander in there with a deep south in my brains. Does it mean I support slavery? No, but it did mean I'll dress up to get laid. However you tell me when I'm 18, I'm doing that. You have to dress up like a Nazi. This chick's really into that. The hot one over there? Yeah. Where do you get Nazi clothes? That's my next question. <laughs> what do I go to Nazi? How do I, can I draw it on? Does it have Amazon to be a, carry that? Yeah, does it have to be official or do I call Hugo Boss and have him make me a suit? Because he's still in business. Yeah, it's crazy. But hey, I, when I was 17 or 18, you can't hold anybody to the standard. Even up to like 23 or 24. In fact, that should be a question of everybody who's ever done anything dumb on Twitter. When's the last time you got laid? It's been about three years. Oh, it makes sense that you were in blackface with Nazi clothes on. Yeah, you're trying anything. Dude, I got to try anything. That chick said she was into, like, hilarious dark humor, so I showed up in blackface. <laughs> There's always the guy that's got, I got the thing that chicks love. You misunderstood dark humor, idiot. I don't know what I'm doing. St- look, I'm... My pants get wet when the wind blows. I, I'm doing anything I can right now. I would, I'd show up dressed as Muhammad Atta with uh, American Airlines pens if it meant that Veronica Bialik would show me her ass in public. <laughs> we had that I'm, guy on MTV in the fur hats coaching people. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's that's not, Here's what you need to wear. Right. But he was – look, that was just a creepy, <laughs> weird rapist. Lined up. Yeah. I don't know where they lined up. I think that was more of a freak show. But again, if you're – if I was – if you give me two years of not getting laid – I'm going to start dressing different. You saw him. It worked. Yeah. 
And ladies, you have that power. I'm into Nazis and Al-Qaeda. Watch how fast that dude's style changes if you're hot enough. Oh, yeah. She likes Nazis and Al-Qaeda. And all of us would laugh like, hey, guys, I'm dating this new girl. Oh, yeah, what's she like? Pretty hot. Show you a picture. Veronica Bialik pops up like, man, I'd do anything for her. She's into Nazis and Al-Qaeda. I don't care. That's the first thing all your friends would say. Men are notorious for saying phrases like, I would F the out of her. Or I would eat the corn out of her. We say horribly gross things that basically mean I have no boundaries when it comes to that one being naked with me. Holmberg's morning sickness. Disgusting. They smell. They're sticky. They say things that are horrible. Holmberg's morning sickness. None. Larry David had a great episode where he was banging that Palestinian lady who hated Jews, like, a lot. And they wouldn't eat at a restaurant or anything, but the food was really good. <laughs> and she was she hated Jews, but they had this hate-love-hate relationship. This chemistry. Next thing you know, she's, like, calling him a filthy Jew and hitting him while she bangs him, and he's loving every second of it. And his friend's like, how can you do this? Making goes, him yell stuff. She's really – yeah, yeah. He was yelling horrible <laughs> anti-Semitic things. And you're dying laughing because men will do anything. So that should be the first question of anybody who's at, when, at the time of this photo. When was the last time you got laid? And show me a picture of the girl you were trying to get laid by. And that's why you have good buddies because afterwards you're like, I can't believe I yeah, did yeah, that. I can't, dude. You got to get away from Al Qaeda Nazi. Oh no, no, no! I hit it. I got to get away. Dude, we uh, got pictures of you dressed up as a blackface Nazi. I know, and she dug it, and it worked. Well, I got to give you that. I'll shake your hand for the blackface Nazi thing working. Don't do it again and hide those photos. Don't post them for Christ's sake, idiots. And that's where you got to be smarter. But every guy out there in his right mind knows that if it's been a, if it's been over 13 months, you start thinking about, am I dressing wrong? Do I need to work out? What's she into? You'll do whatever it takes. Now, guys who get laid or are good at it, they don't understand that. Like, good-looking dudes don't understand. Like, why is it so hard? For uggos like us, there's droughts. It's bad news. You end up in these like two year messes. Like, what happened to me? It's me. And and then you start just saying it's me. And then you become an incel or you start doing anything anything you can. Don't listen to those friends. You don't bow down to that bro. No, you do anything you can. You start picking out ugly fat ones and like doing it's you do anything you can. And that's the worst when they don't even want to bang you. Then you start dressing like a Nazi. <laughs> you Kyrie Irving jersey on, you're Whatever, whatever you need to do. It's like, I'm into Yeezys and Kyrie Irving shoes. I, I like, I have shelves of those. <laughs> I'll wear those every day. It's a fact. That's what it all comes down to. When's the last time you got me play? Because all those ASU kids, that's all they're doing. I mean, Brett, you were strutting around in that Von Dutch stuff back in the day. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, for God's sakes, we had two years of our lives as men when we were wearing Von Dutch because women liked it. You and think any guy was happy in those clothes? You think any dude was like, I look great in Von Dutch. A trucker hat and a torn shirt? This is awesome. Well, these knobs did. There were people who did. But yeah, the pickup artist. Remember him? Yeah. <laughs> That's what Brady was talking about. Yeah. But the Von Dutch guys. That's a fact. Look back in fashion and look at the way people dressed and, and what you're doing. And if it gets you laid, it, it makes sense at the time. And then 20 years later, you look back and like, well, I was wearing fur hats. I wore vests. I was a man in a vest. What the hell was I thinking? You stick me 30 minutes to strap up the boots to my knees because a chick dug those. We'll do anything. 
Then you strut it over there and open up that two set. Yeah. Worst part is. You watched that show oh, too much. Oh, we watched that. Oh was a good God. one. Watched it we had updates oh. on that. Pick <laughs> so a pick a part. I'm so unhappy it's not going on now. Is he married? I don't know. I'll find out. Got a two set over there. You got to. <laughs> You guys see that, and you go in sideways. You ladies see that fight outside in the parking lot? That was pretty hairy. Hi, my name's Cricket. And they always had like a stupid <laughs> name. Right. Are you going to close tonight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you close? And that was all. It was all about like oh, that's right. mystery. You, you got mystery. mystery. <laughs> Sticking it in abroad by any means necessary. It was the Malcolm X of dating. Any means necessary. Yep. I'm mystery. This is my buddy Stallion. Yeah. <laughs> this is El Toro. We want to have sex with all of you at this table. See that fight in the parking lot? What's going on here? The man in the furry hat. And they would score. We'll do anything we can. I love anti-Semitism. Yeah, yeah, me too. You're gorgeous. If if a hot girl can talk into anything. That's the old joke where you're like, the girl says, I love uh, Jewish cowboys. I didn't get your name. It's Bucky Goldstein. (laughs) Bucky Goldstein. I'm a rodeo rodeo rabbi. (laughs) Rodeo rabbi. I'm the rodeo rabbi, in fact. I don't think there's another one. But I have a bad back, so I can't ride in front of you. My friend wore a Scottsdale Scorpions hat when Michael Jordan was playing the Scottsdale Scorpions there, and he wore it on a plane, and a girl thought he played baseball. Did he play baseball? His first answer, because he could see how hot she was. His name was Sam. was awesome. His name was Sam. And he looks over, and he goes, yes, I do. She goes, what team, Red Lobster? Because the Scorpions hat looks like a Red Lobster. <laughs> and he just dropped his head and he goes, I'm on, and he was, he, he kept going. I'm on Michael Jordan's team. He was running with this. He was going to lie to her until it worked. You know Michael Jordan? But he's on the team. I haven't met him yet. Did he close? No. <laughs> she kept, she didn't believe a word. He was fat and like 27. Like he was not playing semi-pro ball at the time. No way. Crazy. Speaking of Michael Jordan. It's time we talked about our sons. Tonight, Suns Bulls, right? Yeah. What are they celebrating tonight at the uh, Footprint Center for the Phoenix Suns? Is the 30th anniversary of the magical 1993 Phoenix Suns. So second place. (laughs) And we're doing it the night the team that crushed the dreams of that magical season are in town. This should not be enough. Will they replay that moment? Of course they will. It's the Bulls' night to shine. John Paxson just sinking it. Sinking it over and over, watching Kevin Johnson walk off the court, looking over his shoulder at what could have been. So quiet walking out. Why are they celebrating? I need to talk to my friends down there. My buddy who's worked down there is going to leave for NASCAR. I just found that out yesterday. Uh, Why in the world does this city celebrate? I understand. like A a great great, team? uh, Yeah, a great team that didn't do anything. There were other good teams. The Suns were in the conference champion. We don't celebrate the 76 team that lost to the Celtics. We don't have big 50th anniversaries of them when the Celtics are in town. The Celtics won that season. The Bulls won tonight. Footprint Center, 7 o'clock. The Chicago Bulls, dream-crushing Chicago Bulls are in town again. And we're putting on the old uniforms, and we're going to relive the nightmare. Why? And watch what happens. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's celebrating Seconds left. Yeah. It's like going out for dinner on the anniversary of your wedding with a woman you divorced. It didn't work out. Brett, you don't go out for the anniversary and like, I'm going to have a dinner because it was my first day. You don't celebrate it anymore. You celebrate the divorce. I do. I go out to cheers that every year. Because that was the win. (laughs) That's right. The marriage was the loss. You don't celebrate second place. The city is notorious for it. All these people that run around, Cardinals 2008 NFC champs. Stop it. When are they going to have cocaine night? That was a great yeah, team. Celebrate the mid-70s. Walter Davis, James Edwards, Mr. Lucky's team. 
But the 92-93 Suns were, had the city on fire. And they keep saying it like poor Vince Murata's got to say, fans, we celebrate Wednesday night when the Bulls come to town. The 30th anniversary of the 92-93 dream season. That dream season had an ugly ending, dressed like the guys we're seeing tonight. DeMar DeRozan's going to come in. It's, you know, if you want to have 90s night, at least let Michael Jordan and Barkley back on the team for a day. Oh, man. That'd... That would be fun. I'd pay to see that. But Jesus Christ, with the celebrating of the 30-year anniversary and the very franchise that kicked your ass out of the finals is the one you're having celebration night with. We'll bring out Cool and the gang and everybody's dancing. It's like, remember when we lost to these guys? It was heartbreaking. The Bulls need to bring John Paxson out just to sit on the bench. Tonight. Yeah, Paxson just, should just, just be. All right, he should be I'm out here. there and you know do an honorary thing or sing the national anthems. Like again, celebrating the crushing blow that the Bulls delivered on uh, June whatever it was back in 1993. Here's John Paxson to further rub salt in your wounds. <laughs> Cleveland does it with Elo every year. On the, uh... Oh, I'm sure they celebrate that <laughs> magic season when Jordan jumped over Elo and killed them. That was a great Cleveland Cavaliers team. Half the drug sons were on that team. Nance and Edwards and all those oh, guys have right. moved over there. <laughs> Are they bringing out the old sons tonight, too? Like Sometimes. Marley will be there. And, uh, you know, I would venture to guess tonight, which will be a mistake, they'll bring out Marley. Kevin Johnson was there for the first time. I'm fine celebrating first the team 10, that First 10,000 get Thunderwear. <laughs> Thunderwear. <laughs> Look, uh, just, uh, the way Dan Marley ran in the 90s, first 10,000 should get some Big Tarvey. <laughs> You know, herpes meds and some big tarvy because there's no way there's no way Marley survived and I'm not saying Dan that I know again this is a Twitter moment where you say you're yeah. allowed to say dumb stuff I'm not sure but if I had money and it was a one he had a great career. one or the other Dan Marley was drafting like 89 90 or whatever it was I don't remember and uh, showed up here as a handsome bastard from Central Michigan and the city fell in love with him yep he was banging everybody. Somebody, if somebody said, blindfold test, hit yes or no, do you think Dan Marley survived the 90s without bumps? I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> the, the way I think of what he was doing, there's no way. If you did, Dan, I don't know how. Great job. Uh, that's a way to keep it clean, kid. He might show up. Kevin Johnson was on the sidelines for one of the nights. But that, that was celebrating 90s night against, like, the magic. It didn't matter. Barkley's not going to show up or anything. No, he's got his TNT gig. He might, though. For Mark one West one. is already there. Mark West is here, and that's a good one. You drag out yeah. the old for, – for teams you beat, like, you know, on your run to the – but you don't celebrate the day the Bulls come to town. It's a terrible marketing idea. Why don't they ask me? Should we do a celebration of the 92-93 season, the night the Bulls come to town? What is wrong with you? No. We'll wear the old uniforms. It'll be, we'll just, it'll be a throwback night. Dumb. I mean, they're only here once this year. We've got to celebrate it somehow. Yeah, let's celebrate the Bulls. Uh, what was it? Their third championship out of six. Sure, we'll all wear our Jordans. It'll be great. It's trilogy night. The Suns. The only thing you could do tragedy night. Is what it should be called. Was, yeah, let's celebrate the Bulls' third one. Let's dress the Suns up as the Bulls. Let's just dress them up as Chicago Bulls. Go now. We're celebrating. Take that, Bulls! You didn't see this coming. Second place. Not a celebration. Maybe Unless you're could, KDKB. I mean, they'd go nuts. Maybe they could dig Richard Dumas up from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, well, I know where to time. find him. <laughs> There's some crack. He's probably over there. <laughs> Richard Dumbass. Oliver Miller. Oliver you find Miller. him at a buffet. Yeah. You know, he'll he's be there. He's all you can eat somewhere. <laughs> Miguel Knight. I don't know where he is. <laughs> the Dark Knight. Gerard Mustaf. 
I love Nigel Knight. Gerard Mustaf. I forgot yeah. about J-Rod Mustaf. You don't want to drag those losers out. Second place. Anyway, I, I, you know, just to get it off my chest, I don't understand it. I don't understand celebrating it in the first place, let alone when the Bulls are here. Crazy. It's, it's absurd. And they do it all the time. The Cardinals will do it, too. Pretty soon they'll come up with the 15th anniversary of the Cardinals' magical run to the Super Bowl. When the Steelers are in town, great idea. Remember when they lost to that very uniform? Wow. Mm. 15 long years ago before we were embarrassed on national television by a great catch from Santonio Holmes. And yes, his feet were in. We have to all admit it. I told you that back in the day when uh, the arena was first open and the Bulls were coming into town for the first time. A buddy of mine was working there and he asked me, hey, could you help me out? Have some fun with it. People are coming into the stadium for the first time. They need to know, you know, you can't, once you come in that main entrance, yeah, it gets crowded. Oh, sure. The first couple of games. So these signs are to direct people where to go when they come into the main gate. And so we had a bunch of signs. I had two other friends and basically it was the Bulls. Right. So I had these signs that uh, we'd hold up as people walking in. It says, duh food. Does <laughs> oh, change, you know that. I like my life clock reset. <laughs> Having wow. some fun with it on that side. Oh, Brady. Stop it. Holmberg's morning sickness. Disgusting. They smell. They're sticky. They say things that are horrible. Holmberg's morning sickness. It you lasted not, about 10 minutes. Before they moved you? You had Harvey, sheets that Harvey said... Harvey Shank, who was the, uh, the general manager at the time. You go over there and hit him in the head. <laughs> Came over there and like... Uh, Chase him on that lap he's got to take. Yeah, you got to take a big put, lap for this story. Let's take the signs down. Yeah, this story is terrifying. So we sat up in yeah. Jerry's suite and watched the game. You're making it worse. Now you're digging your heels in that you were also silver spooned for the rest of the evening. We thought it would be funny. Did you? When it failed, did you jump out of the joke real fast? No, you dug your heels in. All right. And then you had dinner with Jerry. Great People, idea. Great people were digging it. No, they weren't. <laughs> Nobody cared about duh food. Uh-huh. <laughs> duh sections. No, this is why when Chris Farley died, people at work gave Brady flowers. <laughs> we're so sorry for your loss. We don't know what you're going to do to be funny anymore. I don't know. I don't either. This is a tragedy. <laughs> People were saying that to Brady. Chris Farley died over in the hallway at the zone. I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> For what? Just you got to be going through hell right now. I don't understand. All your stupid jokes, the food and the court. Oh, the bulls. <laughs> you should have been removed from the thing for 10 years. Hey, to celebrate 90s night, you want to go down there with that great gag and do it again? <laughs> I'd like to see Might you. as well. No, you might as well not. <laughs> oh, I'd go to see that. The only worse marketing idea than the Suns' 90s night when the Bulls are in town was what Brady just said he did. <laughs> Duh, food. Of course you were holding that. Duh, food. You're an insane person. That's why we love you. Very interesting. Uh, you want to come to 90s night with me tonight and celebrate the Suns' <laughs> do it. devastating blow? If Mark doesn't want his ticket, I'll bring you. But you got to do. You got to dress like uh, Cool Modi and and walk around with that stupid de food sign. Yeah, you got to have the food Done. sign. Also, can't hang out with me. <laughs> <laughs> you got to find your own way around. Get back in there with Jerry Sweet if you want. De food. <laughs> de. F- so effective. It worked. <laughs> oh,
did it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People weren't going to find the food otherwise. <laughs> what do we know unless somebody with a poorly written sign is, oh, that fat funny guy's going to make it. Oh, I guess the food's this way. Great stuff. It's when the, the Cubs are in town. The stadium was selling old style outside. They're appeasing the fans of the visitor. It's dumb. I don't get it. Another thing. Here's another thing I don't get. Did you see Kanye's divorce settlement? Yeah. $200,000 a month he's got to pay Kim Kardashian. Yeah, like that broad can't afford it. Well, I mean, that's No my, spousal support. Okay, but child support is two hundred grand a month. <laughs> that means those kids cost them $400,000 a month. He's kicking in his fifty. Right. They're 50-50. So... Four hundred thousand a that month out too. Yeah. for your stupid rat kids. Their their lifestyles being maintained. That's fine. Kanye should should have to you know help out. They're not. There's no reason to clip a check for two hundred grand for child support. And it makes everybody out there go. I'm paying eight hundred a month for my kid. This is. I'm glad I'm poor. Kids are expensive. Man. That's. I guess so. <laughs> especially Kardashian ones. Four hundred grand a month to raise the kids, and he had until they're eighteen. Yeah. So well, that he's, so. yeah, he's got to do it. And he got, he's got 50-50 on it. He's getting them whenever the 50% he needs. I'm yeah. like, I'm looking at this divorce settlement. I'm like, can't the two of them just say, all right, we're both doing real well. These kids are no reason to cut each other checks. I'm keeping your house. You're keeping my house. I got this one. You got that. And just divide the stuff. But why has he got to scratch well, a check? That's on top of his stuff because it's 50-50. You both are sharing expenses. Well, but come on. Yeah, well, that's what that's I think. What I'm I don't understand. I don't know why support. he's yeah, I don't get to throw in another 200k a month. Well, I've talked to Larry about that, and I've talked to Toledo about that. When you're when you have the kid all the time, and you're still paying child support. Like Toledo went back and said, "I have this kid all the time." Yeah. Why am I cutting her a check? I think it was Rich. It was somebody. It might not have been Rich. Rich actually just took back. the kid for good. There were good reasons too. The Hooskow got involved. <laughs> <laughs> when one of the parents ends up in the Hooskow, you don't have to cut him a check anymore. So that's where you can keep your fingers crossed. With it. Your wife or husband loses their mind and goes to the can for a little while. That's how Toledo got out of paying child support. Brilliant. And, you know, what's crazy is that's – I'm good with that, Kanye. Same. Yeah, it's good. We split assets. Who would be? They they figure that out. You don't need to scratch a check to Kim Kardashian. Okay. Toledo's dad had the best plan for child support. (laughs) Deuces. Just cloud of dust. Here's what I'm leaving behind. Cloud of dust. And some rubber from a Camaro tire. Yeah, two hundred. It all grand. had to go five miles. Kanye has to scratch a two hundred thousand dollar check every month. That'll make you hate your kid. I wonder if that was determined after he lost his big Adidas deal and everything oh, else. She just, I mean, she just drove that yep. stake in that house he bought next door to her to be closer to the kids. She got that. She's going to tear it down. He got a sixty million dollar. I and mean, he's doing fine. That's my point. It's like neither of them need to be like you owe me. Like that's enough. Like you would hope that somewhere along the line. The, the woman involved says, the kids are fine. Financially, we don't need to start spraying money back and forth. You're going to kick in your part when they're with you, and I'm going to kick in my part when they're with they you. No kids cost 400 And here's back. another 200 There's 100000 a kid per month. That's insane. <laughs> and people will email and go, well, yeah, but they've got it. They're like, exactly. Kim's got the 200 grand a month from Kim. That's not that much to her. With what she brings in with her skims and her right. TV show and all the other stuff, that ladies, two hundred grand a month is a nice check, but she doesn't. That's silly. Court system has to get involved in that a little bit and just go look. You got fifty fifty custody. There's no reason to cut checks together. Connie writing that check, that memo has to be evil every month. Cause of Jews, yeah. <laughs> Don't write that on the check anymore. You got to cash that. Does it's- Apple Pay do that? Can I Apple Pay you two hundred grand? 
I don't know. No, neither. I'm not going to try. He's like uh, Steve Martin and the jerk. Paid to the order <laughs> yeah. of... Iron Balls McGinty. <laughs> anyway, what do you got on the big board of musical treats there, Brett? All right, Wake Up Song brought to you by our buddies at Action Ride Shop. Josh and the boys going to take care of your all your bike needs, all your snow needs. Check them out online. ActionRideShop.com and check them out on all the socials as well. Ryan Weber just did the math, and I don't know if it's good math or not because I'm bad at it. He says, over 18 years, that's $43 million. And I know that the kids are... Like from seven to three, so that's a lot of. They're three, yeah, three kids. Right. I can't four. Oh, there's four. Okay, yeah. One came out of some other lady, though. Oh, all right. Like in an acceptable way. So he's paying fifteen years on it if the youngest one is three. But still, yeah. you're talking about thirty plus million dollars for. But kids. then that would be modified. No kids costing that. Yeah, and if they are, you're overdoing it. He also pays for half the security and half <laughs> right. their. Uh, Right. Education. But he's got to pay that when it's at his house, too. So that's 400. Those kids, if the math is right, are $400,000 a month between the parents. Connie's not paying full pull. That's an absurd amount of money for a kid. It's crazy. And I don't want to hear from people, well, I could go to a school. Or, it's not. Any They're, amount of money is too much for a kid, but that's just I me. agree. Yeah. I mean, the only amount of money for a kid is, a, I think it's $475 a Sprite and a graham cracker. That's the most <laughs> I'll spend on a child. <laughs> I think it's four seventy-five. I'm not sure. And actually, the most I've spent on a kid was about six hundred dollars for the vasectomy. It's the most I've ever spent on childcare. Is that, about, was that how much it was? I don't remember. Uh, no, it was closer to eight or nine. Oh, was it? Okay, yeah. well, I think I got a discount. My, Inflation, though. My too. balls are so easy to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> They're just all over the place. Like this is a cakewalk. You didn't have to come in. No, no. I just he I was just, standing in the lobby. Power part of it. Rolled that scrote over. <laughs> They chopped it up and like this is the easiest one we've ever done. Give them two hundred dollar discount. Anyway, on the list: uh, Limp Biscuit, Megadeth, Deftones, ACDC, Disturbed, Avenged Sevenfold, Manson, Pantera, Suicidal, I Prevail, Turnstile, Creator. Someone, someone uh, recommended Megadeth's Countdown to yeah, Extinction. I like Palo Verde. I think that's perfect. I don't like the warning. Countdown to Extinction is a good one. Right. I like that a lot. I want to, yeah, again and again, if you've got somebody whose kids are $400,000 and she wants you to dress up as Al-Qaeda, I'm doing it. I mean, there's, it's happening. I get four hundred grand a month. You know, all I got to do is dress up as Al-Qaeda to have sex. It's happening. Chicks dated Army Hammer, for God's sakes. The guy was like hitting them and roping them up and smashing them against walls. I'm like, but he's famous. Everybody will do anything for a certain amount of, you know, glory and sex. We all act so puritanical. It's all about that. <laughs> Terrible. What? Tom Roden, I hate Kanye, but even as a Jew, I feel bad for him with this decision. <laughs> Dude, Kanye's, Kanye's child support checks so big, Jews are like, yeah. that's... Oof. Poor guy. That, that really hit We're him so sorry. The Jews always understand a financial, uh, you know, uh, something that's wildly unfair. <laughs> Jeez, it's Kanye, but my God, the poor bastard. Oy vey. Oy vey. He needed a better lawyer. <laughs> Probably didn't have a Jewish lawyer. Wouldn't be paying that much, those kids. What are they eating, golden matzo? <laughs> anyway, you have it. Ready? Uh, or just I can get it. No, I can get it. It's no big deal. One yeah, second. countdown to extinction. Again, as my public service, this, this feels good. It's like closing schools. I never was allowed to close schools when I grew up in Indiana, and they were closing schools. We'd sit by the radio. You did it in Columbus. Snow days. Snow days were the best. They would rattle off the name of the schools nearby, and the better part was we had to listen to a local radio station in Lowell, Indiana, to find out if Lake Prairie Elementary School was closed. And I, my fingers were crossed every day. 
Oak Hill Elementary. I'm like, oh, that's Oak Hill. That's right down the road. That's for sure Lake Prairie's getting canceled today. And it, sometimes it wouldn't, and it was the most devastating thing ever. So as a radio guy. <laughs> All came down to how many plow trucks you had in the city. How many plows, they afford good where equipment? they were, and who's driving that bus. Do we have a decent bus driver? Sometimes we'd be in torrential, just misery storms. And we get middle of the day, they'd send us home like, we're not getting out of here. There were a couple times blizzards would roll through, and they would talk about keeping us in there for a day. Well, you're not going home today, kids. <laughs> what? I'm five. I've got to go home. Uh, but yeah, so it's my duty uh, to tell you that the Palo Verde tests are going off in the West Valley, and if you've opted in, your phone's going to ring and say there's a nuclear holocaust happening over there off the I-10. It's just a test for when the real thing happens. Don't worry. When you hear the alarms going off, and evidently they're going to be going off a lot today, evidently the facility is fine. They're just testing the equipment because, frankly, they see something's not going well, and they're assuming the worst. We're going to need the alarm someday. All five people that live around the Palo Verde have signed in. Man, oh, man. <laughs> that grew. It used to be a long drive out there. Now you get through Buckeye, and you're like, wow, there's some houses. And then there's the thing. I hate that thing. It provides California with so much energy. Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. Yes, 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 yes.